coming up in the podcast. So I think it's important if you read your reviews, you probably should know your genre beforehand. So you're not tempted to listen to all of the comments that are made in your reviews. Welcome to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary, an exclusive look at the behind the scenes misadventures of a 30-something mystery author. Discover how close she is to releasing her latest novel, hear exciting details about upcoming writing projects, and discover the lessons she has learned along her writing journey so you don't have to make the same mistakes. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. Hello writers, as November flips open on my calendar, so does the launch date for my novella. In amongst the busyness of preparing my book for release, I ran into an alarming issue with Etsy that led me to question whether I will continue recommending them to creative businesses. And it's not just me having this issue. As you might have guessed, it's a case of guilty till proven innocent. But back to preparing my book release. I decided to take the plunge and use book sirens to find advanced readers after feeling disappointed by another set. On top of this, I discuss the highs and lows of reading my reviews. So stay tuned for all of this and much more. Just to let you know, this episode was recorded on Thursday the 6th of January, so this show is primarily me looking back at November. If you're on YouTube, you'll notice that I've gone back to an audio-only version of the podcast. I've had to pull the plug on the video podcast episode because I couldn't do everything and something had to go. Throughout this episode, I'll be referencing tools and services that I've used. If you're interested in reading the transcript or would like links to anything that I've mentioned in the show, then check out the very long blog post or edited transcript at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash BTS046. And if you're new to this podcast, I want to say a huge thank you for stopping by and trying out my show. To those of you who have been faithfully listening, thank you for regularly listening in and supporting me. Your support means more to me than you know. And I'm not just talking about monetary support either the fact that you regularly listen in you take the time and you choose to listen to my podcast instead of all the other podcasts that are out there actually means a lot to me as well so thank you November I pulled the plug and signed up for Book Sirens after getting next to no ARC signups on Booksprout. I signed up for the promote pricing plan which costs 10 US dollars plus 2 US dollars per download. For the sake of full disclosure you are uh, being charged by Book Sirens for finding you a reader and not the reviews because there's no guarantee you'll get a review. It's just these people like to leave reviews, they like to get ARC copies and they're very familiar with what they are and what the author is hoping from them but you really are paying for the find for them finding the reader and they in a sense do all of the hard work for you in regards to finding readers on the first day I received three downloads by the end of the month eight readers had signed up to read the candidate and I received two five-star reviews on Amazon and Goodreads one of those readers also left a five-star review on BookBub over on Amazon and Goodreads I received one four-star review those are my first three reviews and I was happy that things were going better this time around but good things don't last at the close of November I received my first three and two star reviews not sure whether I should discuss this but I think there is value in having the conversation after reading my reviews which I shouldn't be doing but did anyway 
a couple of readers questioned my choice of title and said I should name the book after James. To be honest, I feel comments like this are overstepping boundaries. And I'm not sure what to think about these comments because traditionally a series is named after the character and the book title is named after the plot, which is what I've done. Especially in the mystery genre, it's... The, the exception for this is Agatha Raisin and the Quiche of Death, but the entire series titles are Agatha Raisin, blah, blah, blah. And that's how the titling works. My books are a little different to Agatha Raisin. This is why I found this unusual, because what I've done is very stereotypical of the genre, and I know the genre well. So I think it's important if you read your reviews, you probably should know your genre beforehand, so you're not tempted to listen to all of the comments that are made in your reviews that you actually know, oh, this is helpful, and this is you know, an opinion which is valid, but it's not going to help me create a better book. Anyway, rant over. Now back to the notes and the script that I have prepared. My book is about figuring out who killed the candidate and why. In order to figure out the who of the murder, the why needs to be investigated because the how is pretty obvious. And you can see that in the look inside as well. For the sake of full disclosure, I have not responded and will not respond to reviews. And I certainly don't recommend responding. It's never going to end well. Also in the reviews, I've received comments about the plot that isn't quite correct. Over in the book, I could highlight sections of the book that relate to these comments. It's not a matter of interpretation or me being vague and the reader having to read between the lines. It's pretty, it's very obvious. I'm wondering whether this is due to the book being read too quickly or reading multiple books at once and then getting confused about the plots in each book. Because what I've noticed is some of these people will read the book extremely quickly and then they'll, you know, dump a few reviews down on the same on the same day and then they'll continue this on a daily basis. So I'm not sure how they're keeping up with the reading. And I think if you read this quickly, you're skimming through the book and you, you could miss these subtle pieces of information that if you don't read like at a regular pace, like the way the book is intended to be read. Like you can read the book in a sitting and it's designed for that, but it's not, like realistically the book should take two or three hours, but you get it. I have no idea where this confusion could have come from because it's, it is quite obvious. To be honest, this seems to be the biggest issue with using services like this that source advanced readers on your behalf. Along with the fact that I'm inviting criticism by enlisting in these services, some people criticize everything and will be snubbed it's in their nature. Like I've gotten a few snarky comments about, oh, well, this is, was this, was there a word count? And really catty comments like that. Or even people saying, I don't like novellas. And I'm like, well, it's sort of in the title. It says it's a novella. Why did you read it? I feel like people have just thought, okay, I need to write a book review. In order to be taken seriously, I need to be a, a critic. So they've just found things to be critical about. And it's not, it doesn't help me to create a better book. Not that that's our job, but it's often recommended that you read reviews to help you make the next book better. But I've found that some of the comments are helpful. And then there's these ones that are just not very helpful. Like the reviews for Missing, some of them were helpful, but you have to sort of read them all and you have to pick, pick out these helpful comments because it, they're not easy to spot. Perhaps what you've already picked up on is I fixated on the harshest and snarkier reviews and not the positive. Both are valid and should be taken with equal weight. But because I'm a pessimist, it's hard for me to take praise. 
it's scary. And this is why I shouldn't be reading my reviews. In the future, I'm wondering whether there is any value in using these services instead of waiting for reviews to naturally accumulate as a byproduct of sales. This experience also makes me pause and consider whether I want to hire a coordinator for a book blogging tour. I'll keep you posted about my decision about the tour in the next episode. If you've heard something useful in this episode that was helpful to you and you'd like to support the show, then buy me a coffee for as little as two US dollars at buymeacoffee.com forward slash author Hay. During the first few days of November, I received an email from Amazon alerting me of the cutoff date to upload the final version of The Candidate because it was on pre-order. Because I'm a pessimist, I panicked. Much to my relief, on Monday the 8th of November, I received the proofread manuscript back from my editor. After three and a half hours, the proofread for the candidate was complete. In Microsoft Word, I accepted the track changes and copied the manuscript on a chapter-by-chapter basis to Scrivener and Vellum. Each time I made changes to the manuscript in Scrivener, I created a snapshot just in case I made a mistake and needed to revert back to an earlier version. Next, I exported the book files from Vellum and uploaded the novella to all the stores. Because the proofread was completed, I copied the edited chapters across to the various sample ebooks that I created earlier and updated them on BookFunnel. And that was just so whoever was going to download the samples from my website or from Booksprout would receive the very best version of my book. present I've decided to hold off on paid advertising until I have a few book reviews on Amazon and Goodreads and I'm going to put off doing the book blogging tour until I can get a better idea of what readers think of my story. Even as I'm saying this out loud I realize that I'm publishing or writing to the committee which can be a dangerous game to play with your long-term writing career. It's a dangerous game because the committee is often divided in regards to what it wants. Etsy has screwed me over. But not just me, other small creators as well. In the second week of November, Etsy placed a reserve on my payment account. A reserve is where Etsy holds onto a large percentage of the payments and eventually releases the funds after several weeks. Some creators have waited longer than five weeks to receive their money. Now that they've changed the rules, Etsy has created a sense of distrust, with me at least. There's a cynical part of me that wonders whether I'll receive any funds sitting in the reserve. This payment reserve is something that Etsy is doing to many small businesses on the platform. Not just new businesses either, but also creators who are long-time users. And that's what I find really alarming. As a consumer, I still use Etsy. And every time I click, I do wonder, is this person going to receive my money or is this going to sit in the payment reserve? So it's something I'm very aware of as a creator but I still want to support these small businesses so it's a catch-22 really. As a result I no longer recommend Etsy to anyone unless you're doing a some type of pure shipping service only where you send everything by tracked mail and you can track everything correctly but if you're using like as digital downloads which is what my business is it's a digital download it's a service-based business but they get a digital download and there are other people on there that use Etsy in this way and I just find it really alarming that this is something they're choosing to do as a way of tackling a a problem with scammers they're just doing this 
blanket easy approach and I don't think this actually stops scammers from using Etsy it just punishes the the new people and other creators who don't have a simple business model I did contact customer service and they were not helpful Etsy customer service has failed to explain why a reserve was placed on my payment account they simply directed me to a bunch of articles I could have found for myself and I did actually look at these articles before I contacted customer service but it still was very unclear to me as to why in my particular situation I had a payment reserve on my account. Over on Twitter there are numerous tweets to Etsy where other small creators are talking to Etsy about their issue to no avail. So I sent Etsy a tweet that has remained unanswered as of today so the 6th of January. I've had no customer complaints and received my first five-star review so I'm at a loss as to why the reserve was set. My small business is not a risk to Etsy. Considering the bulk of my customers come from Etsy, I'm a little nervous about what this means for my business, Leville and Book Covers. Now for the good news. At the same time the reserve was set, a client purchased my set of three Witch Cozy Mysteries. However, Etsy struggled to process the payment and cancelled the order. This led the client to come over to my website and purchase from me directly. As a result, I managed to fix the issues I was having connecting PayPal to my website and made a sale. And that PayPal thing managed to magically resolve itself. I wonder if it had something to do with maybe there was a bug with the WooCommerce payment section that was stopping connecting PayPal to my website. I mean, it happens. It's a software thing, but obviously it was resolved and now it magically works, which makes me think perhaps there was a bug. Also in November, I designed two sets of three pre-made cozy mystery covers. So that's six ebook covers. One set of three features a travel blogger. The second set is about a magic library. There's no witch on the cover, just a black cat, magic dust and a ton of books. After this, I got a bit of cover design fatigue and couldn't design another cover. So I had to pivot and focus on something else. And I think this fatigue came from me designing things just back to back. Obviously, that is and that's not something that's going to work for me. I know now and in the future I'll space out the cover designs, especially if I'm going to do a set of three for the Cozy Mysteries. So that's all of the tasks I completed in terms of writing, book marketing and email marketing. By the end of December, I want to have written the first draft of the second story in the Rookie Reporter Mystery series and have at least 15 reviews on Goodreads for the candidate. Also in December, I want to make a decision about the book blogging tour for the candidate. If you have any questions or have tips on book marketing that you'd love to share with me, please come over to the blog post and share your thoughts in the comments section. Thank you for listening and happy reading and writing, everybody. Thank you for listening to Amelia's Behind the Scenes Author Diary. You can find the episode show notes, back catalogue episodes and lots more information at authorpreneurpodcast.com forward slash podcast. I'm your host Amelia and I'll see you in the next Behind the Scenes Author Diary episode.